Bang, and we're live with Mr. Porter. Hope everybody is doing good on this Tuesday, on this Tuesday, seven and one. Your Flames. Go ahead and throw up the graphic. Your top twenty-five Flames. I feel like every time I say Liberty Flames tonight, I'm going to say twenty-three right in front because I love that uh, man. We are one of the top twenty-five ranked teams in the country. JP, what is that? Uh, what is that? Uh, what is that doing? How how cool is that? That. Man, that is such a big deal, Chad. Good evening. Good to see you. I'm uh, still a little, little, little off with a bye week last week. Didn't know what to do with myself last Saturday, but uh, such a huge compliment for the program. Uh, obviously, just testimony to what uh, Coach Freeze and the guys, Brandon and everybody else has, has been able to do. And um, awesome to finally get some respect too, right? Uh, we're kind of, we've got such a, a, a great program that we're putting on the putting on the field and it's always good to be rewarded for like we have. So congrats to, congrats to the team on 23. Yeah, it, it means a lot. You know, it's just uh, a national respect thing. The coaches, the AP, everybody thinks that Liberty is one of the top 25 teams in the country. That feels good, but it doesn't help us win win on Saturday at Arkansas. So I'm sure that coaches already kind of moved on. But as a fan, it feels good. Uh, let's bring in uh, our guy here, uh, live with 55. Let's bring in Brendan Schlittler and see what he's got to say. There he is. I wasn't even sure you were here tonight. Uh, looking good. <laughs> Hope everything is going well for you. Uh, right off the jump, how has bye week? How was bye week? Uh, I know Coach said that you guys only practiced once and felt like he was giving everybody the time off. Um, from what I hear from people who have done this a, a long time, is that bye week goes by faster than any week of your life? Like it's like, where did that go? So, did you have any big grandiose plans to visit anybody or hang out? And then they just like, wait, wait, bye week's already over. I got to go back to practice. How was your bye week? Yeah, the bye week's always awesome. Uh, with us, it was kind of, you know, week nine, I guess we call it football. It's a little later, but um, came at a great time. Uh, got a big win, obviously, and then got the bye week. So. Uh, just focus a lot on watching the Razorbacks and uh, resting up. So just getting all the guys that are kind of banged up healthy. And uh, but I enjoyed it. It's always good to have a little taste of reality for a few days and um, back into the football world we go. So, Yeah, Brendan, I was kind of curious about that. So that, uh, that's Coach Freeze's philosophy, really, is just kind of let you guys go to some extent and, and really get some downtime, as you, as you alluded to. Nine, week nine is, is uh, super late in the season for an overall bye week. But, man, what a blessing it probably was to kind of get some of, the, get some of the bumps and bruises healed up, get some extra treatment in, and certainly some rest, and uh, hopefully be 100% and ready to roll, right? Yeah, Coach Freeze does a great job with the bye week and then also the bowl week of just, you know, treating us like professionals and, giving us the time and the rest that we need because we talk with guys that have transferred from other places and they're like, what the heck? This is awesome. So um, some coaches dig their guys into the ground, but, you know, he lets us really recover and get back to, you know, a full tank for the end of the season. So uh, it's worked so far and we're going to continue to do that. So uh, SEC on the road, you did this at Ole Miss last year. Uh, This Arkansas team is kind of, I would say, in that same vein of, you know, not not in the national title, not in the top half of the SEC, but still a very good team. Uh, they they have the toughest schedule in the country. Uh, you know, what is your, 
you know, you've you've told us before about how you respect everybody, fear nobody, something like that. Is that kind of the same mantra that you guys are taking into the week this week? Yeah, we respect the heck out of Arkansas. Uh, you turn on the film, they're big, physical. It's an SEC team, so uh, we don't even look at that record. We don't look at any of that stuff. We don't read into that because – end of the day, they're SEC guys on an SEC team with an SEC schedule that is probably the toughest in the country. So, um, you know, they they face great challenges every single week, and they've been battle-tested. And um, But we respect them a lot, and we've been working for that. So, Brendan, maybe for us civilians out there, since we got a chance to obviously watch you guys uh, battle BYU, man, what a game that was. It was just congratulations again on that one, just owning them and uh, just beating the brakes off of them. So much fun. What, uh, what similarities, what differences uh, can we look for on Saturday with Arkansas? Maybe what we saw uh, that were some similarities or differences with BYU. Super broad question, but I think you get the idea. Yeah, so uh, as far as the defensive front, um, BYU is flipping in and out of a four-man and a three-man down front, and Arkansas is going to present the exact same thing. Um, very similar schemes, and, uh, you know, I think the personnel is probably a little bit more athletic up front. And their two linebackers at Arkansas are fantastic players. Um, Drew Sanders, I'm pretty sure, is top in the country around there in sacks. Um, and they do a lot of things that, you know, present challenges. But I think they are probably the most similar team we played to BYU defensively as far as, like, schematically and personnel. So uh, I think it's just going to be a fun matchup and uh, excited to see what happens. So as far as the back end, I know they are a little banged up before, but I think they're starting to get their guys back. But um, it's got to hold up in protection and see what we can do down the field with our athletes. Comment here on Facebook. This feels like much more an even game than last year's SEC matchup. I don't know, man. Uh, Arkansas feels really, really talented. Like you said, the athletic uh, coach freeze, you know, he, he always gets me scared on Monday. Anyways, I'm sure he does the same thing for the team, but I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, uh, happy, happy to have this opportunity. Let's put it that way. I mean, it's a huge opportunity. Um, I'm very thankful for the bye week. Uh, Brendan, uh, what is it that you are keeping yourself busy with all out of football these days? I mean, you've pretty much graduated from every class in school offered at Liberty at this point. Uh, what is it that you're doing? I mean, are you into video games? Are you into hanging out? Are you into more schoolwork? What is it that you're doing outside of football right now? Uh, if I'm not with football, I'm always uh, hanging out with my buddies, um, play some NHL on the Xbox, little, little video games here and there. Can't get too much of that. But, uh, I mean, just watching now, I think there's 20-something straight days of college football and NFL on TV at night. So just watching that, um, not a lot, a lot of treatment, a lot of film and resting. So football kind of has you by the horns in the season. So, um well, yeah, just hanging with the guys, playing some video games, sometimes some podcasts. But um, a lot of your time is spent in that facility and focusing on recovering for the next day. Brendan, I'm going to dovetail off of Chad's question because I think it's uh, something that we don't see an awful lot of. But uh, the football operations center, man, the FOC is just phenomenal. I mean, you guys have one of the best best facilities in the country to, to hang out and uh, bring recruits in and that kind of thing, obviously, too. What's your – What's your favorite thing to uh, to do there in the facility when you're in there? Oh, man. Uh, I love the recovery boots in the training room. Uh, they're just things you throw on. They go from, like, your toes to your hips, and they just flush out all the fluid and soreness out of your legs. 
sit there for like an hour and you feel like a brand new man after. So those things I like a lot. Um, we got the Xboxes, the PS4s, pool tables, video games, and, uh, you know, the golden tea and all that stuff in there. So it's always fun to compete with the guys, um, ping pong, but yeah, I would say the leg boots that they make my legs feel pretty good after a hard day. All right. So you said you're watching a little bit of NFL. Did you happen to see our guy on Sunday? Yes. And uh, Music City Malik, as they're calling him, uh, becomes the first former LU QB to start a, a game in the NFL. I'm going to correct that stat. Mike Brown started a game in the NFL, and he was a former, but he is the first former LU QB to start at QB. Uh, anyway, sorry, the, a little bit there. Did you get a chance to watch the game? How cool is that to see? I know you guys got to go to Malik's draft and just be there with him the whole way. Uh, how, how cool is that to see somebody who, like, you know and you played with uh, right there taking snaps as a QB in the NFL. It's pretty surreal. Um, my buddy, uh, Hassan Haskins from high school and I, we played in Michigan. He's now, uh, Derek Henry's backup at Tennessee. And so with Malik and him being there, I've been following them pretty close. Um, just throughout that whole process. And I'm just super happy for him. Um, that was a, a really big show on how to run the football on uh, Sunday. So that was awesome to see. Uh, the rushing attack, you always love that as an offensive lineman. But I think he's just – he's so professional with how he does it. Um, he's just only going to get better. He's obviously talented and finds his ways out of bad situations. So, I think it's just a matter of time before he really, you know, puts us on the map and makes a name for himself. But I thought for his first start, he kept his composure, kept him in the game, managed the game well, and, uh, you know, got his first win. So, quarterbacks are measured by their wins. He's 1-0. So, there we go. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Hey, tell us uh, who sponsors this podcast and tell us a little bit about what they do. Do. Yeah. So as you see my hat, RT Rogers, uh, established in 1971, uh, friends with Chad and alumni of Liberty. Um, they deliver oil to uh, six different States, whether, you know, the conditions it's in the, how deep into the woods it is. They've had some, some wild deliveries. So, uh, if you're looking for quality fuel, exceptional service, and leading expertise, um, hit them up and see if they can help you out. So, Awesome. Awesome stuff. Uh, we have a question in the chat here by Will Matthews. Where, What team does 55 want to get drafted to? Oh. Uh, you, don't, you don't have to answer that question now. We'll give you some time to think on that. Maybe we'll hit it up next week. Hey, man, awesome stuff. Appreciate all you're doing, and uh, good luck this week down in Fayetteville. We'll be watching uh as jason said earlier congrats again on byu that is that is one you'll carry with you forever that's one we will carry with us forever uh we appreciate that moment and uh congrats for you on that moment as well i appreciate y'all have a good one yep have a good night well hey everybody my name is jason porter i'm with legacy real team development and it's been a, a great partnership here with sea of red lately uh, I was with Liberty Athletics as the Associate Athletic Director for Sports Medicine, so took care of all of the uh, healthcare needs and coordinated that with a fantastic staff at Liberty um, in the athletic department, of course, for about uh, five or six years, and then uh, moved into real estate full-time and uh, with Legacy Realty and Development. And uh, it's just been a great pleasure to continue to stay connected with my Liberty University uh, family and the athletics family as well. I've been enjoying serving them. Uh, a lot of the um, graduate assistants and some of the staff that I hired has come back now and has uh, been using me for residential services, which I really appreciate. But certainly do residential real estate as far as buying and selling of homes, of course. And then also uh, we have a strong commercial presence as well. So commercial real estate, um, obviously a very, very different animal than is residential. 
but uh, whether it's buying and selling commercial uh, properties or uh, just the leasing of properties, we can help with that as well. So it's uh, been a great uh, opportunity to service our commercial clients as well. And then certainly on the investment front too, a number of um, folks who have discovered the power of passive income through real estate and investing in real estate with rental properties or fix and flips, those kind of things. And so great joy to, um, to serve my clients in that capacity as well. The uh, other thing that I would add too is just a very, very full Rolodex at this point of contractors and subs and just different professional contacts that I've made through the years. So if I can ever provide any of those folks to you and all of a sudden you need a plumber or an electrician or a contractor to build your deck, whatever, I'd certainly be glad to give you access to that Rolodex and those references as well. Because a lot of times it's not exactly who you know, it's uh, who you know that knows how to do the job well. And so I would be glad to provide those services for you as well. So love Flames Nation, love taking care of um, my Liberty uh, family. And if there's ever anything I can do for you, my contact information is all right here on the screen. And I would love to be a uh, service to you and yours. Thanks so much. We have with us uh, two Liberty legends, actually. Kyle DeArmond's been joining us every every week so far here. And uh, then we have with us Gabe Henderson, uh, guest coming to us from Minneapolis, Minnesota, or somewhere near that area. Gabe yeah. works for the Vikings. Gabe, tell us what you're up to. And, uh, and uh, yeah, man, how you been doing? Good to see you. I'm good. You uh, you started off wrong. There's one Liberty legend on this call, and that's uh, Kyle DeArmond. No, so, that's false. Uh, I, I just <laughs> I just so happen to be an alum, but um, here in Minnesota, not too cold as of yet. So we got snow October fourteenth, but uh, today it's sixty eight degrees. So, um, outside of that, man, um, just just working uh, six and one. I mean, we all know once you start winning, things things kind of feel better than what they actually are. So uh, just soaking in this moment right now. But things things have been great, man. Um, uh, the wife and I bought a house not long ago, so we, I would say we are official Minnesotans now. I, th I think this is this is something we can embrace now. So it's it's been it's been good to finally get adjusted to to calling somewhere I guess home. Gabe, tell uh tell the new Liberty fans maybe who uh who haven't been following you who don't follow you on social media what exactly you are doing for the Vikings. Yeah, so I'm um, I'm the on-air talent for the Minnesota Vikings, so. Um, I do all of our interviews, all of our, you know, podcasts. And uh, I mean, long story short, I just make sure the team looks good. Uh, I try to paint them in a positive light and, uh, you know, people would somehow tune in. So uh, that's been, you know, something that, that God has really been a blessing in my life with is, you know, helping get some of those stories out there, um, share some light on who these guys are and, you know, just a little insight of, you know, certain day-to-day -day things that happen in a, in a, NFL building that a lot of people, you know, clamor for. So I, I love being able to provide that knowledge and, you know, also just bring the, the viewer and the player closer to to one another because, I mean, we're all humans at the end of the day and being able to share some of those stories. Kyle, like you, uh, we've been in these locker rooms. Like, we, we understand some of the, the lingo and, you know, some of the needs and some of the wants. And um, being able to use that that knowledge has been 
valuable and hopefully it can continue to, to grow as you know time goes on. Yeah, I like what you said there to paint the team in a positive light. Uh, Kyle and myself, we we are Team Liberty. Uh, we, we're doing the same thing. That's a hey, that's what we do, and uh, we're trying to you know just do the podcast and all that stuff to kind of paint Liberty in a positive light. So with that being said, uh, you've been you've been gone for uh, what five years now, or so four maybe. Um, how I guess in the t- since you've left, how's the perception of Liberty, especially up there where you're at, and then around the NFL. How has the perception of Liberty changed even since you've been out of school? Um, you know, are, are people, do they know about it? Uh, do they, do they care about it? And uh, is it just a lot different reaction you get around town or in the, in the NFL offices or buildings that you're in? Yeah, I would say the the perception of Liberty is, um, is definitely changing as far as from when I play to now. Um, when people think of Liberty right now, especially in the NFL, uh, they think of Malik Willis. Like he was, you know, supposed to have been the he was he was the number one quarterback on a lot of people's, you know, pre mock draft boards. And I remember just like wearing, you know, Liberty sweaters and Liberty jackets around the facility. And I would have people come up to me as like, how good is Malik? Is Malik that guy? And I was like, I mean, he's a, you know, got a strong arm. He can make plays and, you know, just trying to be a positive light without, you know, interfering with what they do for a living. But, you know, Liberty is still, you know, held with high regard. Um, no matter where you go, um, especially now that the sporting that well, the sports are starting to come into the fold as far as like being prominent. And I think that's helped as far as when you see someone from Liberty, you kind of know where the school is before you were like, hold on, where's Liberty again? Like what? Oh, that's Virginia. Now people will be like, OK, what part of Virginia is that in? How far is that from UVA or Virginia Tech? So the perception is changing day by day. And I feel like it's the, the more that we continue to have, you know, guys going into the NFL or, you know, making uh, strides on the national level, Liberty is going to continue to be sh- uh, shine, shined on in a positive light. So that's now, Gabe, you mentioned, uh, you know, obviously being in an NFL locker room, being in an NFL facility uh, and going through the draft process with the Vikings. Um you know, what's your kind of your perception, your personal perception now of, of seeing NFL talent? Because, you know, when we played, I think everybody thought, oh, man, I can I can play in the NFL. I, <laughs> I play college football. I could I could go right. to play the NFL. Uh, but now that you're there uh, and you're there on a daily basis and you see the talent and, and how talented these guys are, um, you know, kind of bring some, you know, maybe bring Liberty fans back to reality a little bit, or, you know, kind of speak into what they think of, man, we got a lot of NFL talent on this roster. And some of these guys, you know, think of Demario Douglas, uh, Darrell Johnson, guys that have the potential to play at the next level. I mean, what do you see in those two guys specifically um, in regards to their opportunity, their chances uh, just from a skill set to play at the next level? Yeah, both both of those guys are ballers, man. And um, I know I don't I don't say that lightly because I think both of those guys can play at the next level. Um, but just from my experience, just being in the league and seeing how the scouts and the, the front office evaluates talent, it, it kind of took me aback because, you know, you look at certain guys and how they perform, and it's like, man, like this this guy could be a you know a high pick, and then they weigh that with, you know, certain traits versus certain size and then strength of schedule. And then how do they play against a certain guy that they thought an offensive lineman should be or a certain player should have been graded out? Like if they play well against a a fourth rounder versus a second rounder, that affects their grade on the draft board. So 
that that process is very intricate. I mean, they these scouts spend nine months out the year, literally just scouting one region of the like of the country, and they basically compile all of their notes and then bring that back and say like, okay, this guy can play football, but I don't know if he fits on our roster. Like we run a three four. Uh, he he played in a four three, so I don't think he fits what we got to do. That that doesn't mean he's not a good player. But as you continue, as I've continued to, to see, you know, how that process worked, I look at it as, at as like, okay, whoever is the best fit will get drafted the highest. Of course, you have like your guys, like your Bryce Youngs and your CJ Strouds of the world that'll go first round. But once you start getting into, you know, pick number 20, like that's when the, the scouting starts. That's when, you know, those grades of, okay, how did, DeMario play against ODU? Or how did DeMario play against BYU? Okay, well, I think this guy from BYU is a, is a future second rounder. Like, so all, all of that comes into effect. So, man, it, it's such an intricate process. Like, it's a process that I would not want to be a part of. I, like, I, I would hate to be a you're scout. Glad, you're glad you're not on the scouting side? Oh, my gosh, man. <laughs> like, they spend so many hours just, like, focusing on, like, hand placement. I'm like, dude, like his his hand was two yards out, two inches outside of the numbers. Like, who cares about that? But it it, it goes a long way. So there's um there's a lot of value in it, and I think that's that's all that scouting has come to is what can I get for the most? How can I what can I get for my value? Like yeah, like think about Malik Willis, right? He was number one QB on a lot of people's mock draft boards. Well. A lot of people had certain faults and certain strengths for him. It was like, well, is this guy a starter or do you want him to learn under a system where he doesn't have to be the guy? And I think Malik is in a, a really good system right now where, you know, he can learn. I mean, he got a win this week. He was 6-10 for 55 yards, but a win is a win. So look at Taylor Heineke from ODU. It's like not the, not the most talented guy, but the guy knows how to win. And that that factors into scouting also. So. Um, it, it's it's going to continue to to grow as you know these athletes continue to develop and I mean Kyle you know like a receiver when we played how we scouted that versus a receiver now is like completely different so the yeah, game's it's crazy yeah I mean I think about you know like uh, when I played so in 2010 my senior year Gabe was a a freshman and Gabe yeah. was the only freshman receiver who traveled and played and we were we were. I mean, him and I both played because of uh, a ton of injuries. I'll say that. Gabe is a freshman. Yeah. Gabe, Gabe probably wasn't uh, supposed to play just being, you know, young and us having some depth at wideout, then, you know, get a bunch of injuries and he gets thrown into that. Ends up, you end up redshirting the next year, didn't you? Yeah. Like senior yeah. year redshirt. But if you think about like, you know, those years uh, and then even, you know, like in 2014, you know, we're when, you know, Liberty played coastal and you know beat them and they were number one in the country and and then go on to the playoffs and, and do and do things like that i mean how crazy is it to you that liberty is you know a top 25 program ranked 23 in the country uh eight years after you know liberty got to the fcs playoffs for the very first time i mean is it as crazy to you uh, yeah. as it is you know kind of to me and chad and everybody else Yeah, man, I, I really can't even like I, it, it's, it's still kind of speechless for me. I, I never forget on Monday when I saw. Well, when was it? It was last week. It might have been Sunday when I saw the uh, AP poll and the coaches poll come out and they were Liberty was like 23. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, wow. Like this is 
Like this is this is crazy. And you know, it kind of goes back to, you know, the I feel old saying this, but like us, you know, setting that bar, like you when you left setting that bar of like, okay, this is where we want Liberty football to be uh in years to come. And the fact that Liberty, you know, beat BYU at home, like that's one of Jerry Falwell's missions. I mean, beat Notre Dame at Notre Dame and BYU. Like it is it, it seems like yesterday, but it, it is still like forever ago. I mean, that, yeah. that was so long ago, but yeah, man, it's, I, I still can't even put words on it of like how I feel about it. Like I'm, I'm very proud. Like I'm very happy. Um, these guys deserve it. The, 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 the facilities, the, the campus, like everything is trending upward, which is what's allowing, you know, these recruits to actually say, okay, like I want to commit to Liberty. And I'm a firm, hard commit uh, to this school. So man, it, 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 it took a lot of blood, sweat, and tears for a lot of people, but I'm, I'm happy to see where this program is going and where it's headed. Uh, Kyle, you kind of took my question there, but <clears throat> just to add a little bit to that, the beginning part of that is, did you have that, like when you were at Liberty, and Kyle too, you answer this as well, did you guys have that same vision of like, I, to me, I didn't, I couldn't see this happening. I thought it wouldn't be my whole lifetime before we saw these top 25 rankings and winning these big games. I didn't know if we would ever see it as fan, as players committing to the school to play and, and being out there. Is it something you guys could envision ever happening? Or is this all like a surprise? Like, wow, this, this came a lot quicker and I didn't expect this at all. Um, I, I can definitely say I saw it. Like I, I definitely envisioned it because um, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Like I remember, Kyle, you probably remember too. Like we used to have like team meetings where whether it was Jeff Barber or someone would come in and be like, hey, like we're putting in our bid to go FBS here pretty soon. And hopefully yeah. we can, I like, you know. I like that was every year, right? Every, every year. So like <laughs> it, it like it gave us like this false hope of like, oh man, like, we can be FBS, like, you know, we can play with some of these big schools. And then, Kyle, I think it was your senior year, we uh, played Kent State, I mean, um, Miami of Ohio, and we beat them. And I was Ball like, State. The, Ball State, yeah, my bad, Ball yeah. State. And I was like the first glimmer of hope of like, oh, we, this this can really happen. Like, we can actually make some noise. Like, we can play in the MAC. Like, if we can be MAC teams, like, we can continue to build towards something. So I saw it, but – it's still it. You probably not can, probably not at like the level that right. it got to of beating ACC and Power Five schools. Right, because I'm right, right there with you. Like when we played Kent State and when we played, you know, Ball State and yeah. uh, Toledo, we play those schools. You kind of look at it and look at the rosters and look at the film and like we can play with these guys. We we can compete with them. But you know, on the flip side, playing a Power Five team back then, it was like. You know, you, you kind of had a reality of like, yeah, yeah. we, you know, we just going to get paid here, but we ain't got no, we ain't got no real shot, you know, we're but then you go into now. the games and yeah, we ain't beating Alabama, uh, but you go into a game against like Wake Forest yeah. or NC State, you know, and it's like, oh, we, we kind of got a shot here. But I think that like Chad, you know, you have, like Gabe said, I think from 2008, like starting in 2008, they're like, hey, we're going FBS. We're going FBS. We're going FBS. We're going FBS. I think they use the we're going FBS recruiting pitch on like kids, yeah. like all the way up until the point, you know, they use that from like 2008 forever. I mean, <laughs> I know I used it being like we're on FBS and the, you know, the parent being like, when it's like, well, I don't know. And in my head, I'm thinking like, they told me that about seven years ago. So, I mean, hopefully by the time you graduate, uh, yeah. but now I mean, like, 
you know, playing Arkansas this week at Arkansas. It's crazy. Ranked 23 in the country. I mean, it's it's awesome. It's, it's fun. It's fun to be a Liberty uh, a Liberty alumni, and it's fun to, uh, you know, wear your gear and like Gabe said, your Liberty stuff around town, and people will be like, "Oh, Liberty, did you go there?" And it's it's a right. it's a fun time for sure. So, Gabe, one last one for me about uh, and it's not Liberty related, but I'm a huge uh, I am a huge Paul Allen fan and and love what <laughs> he too. does. Yeah, dude, I love that guy. It, like he he is the probably one of the reasons that I got into like this thing of podcasting and talking about my team and stuff like that. He he's just he's a pioneer and uh you know, I guess what I want to know, he's larger than life and just like completely like I don't know, uh energized and full of full of himself all the time on air. It, when he cuts the microphone off, is he like just moping around the hallways or is he really Paul Allen, like dapping everybody up calling you main man all the time? Is that, is that really how he is? Paul, what, what you see on, what you hear on camera and on radio and what you see on TV is Paul condensed. Like his personality is bigger when he's off camera. Like he, he is man. I've, I've never, like, we got a running joke, right, uh, Kyle, that, like, we've never met anybody like Sir Chomsky Holloway. Like, right. still still to this day, like, that's Paul Allen. Like, I've never met anybody like Paul Allen. He's just, he's one of a kind. And if he ever changes, I would think something is wrong with him. Uh, like, I have, man, I have plenty of stories um, with, with that guy. Just, I mean, I spend four or five days with him a week. And he's a, he's one of the most genuine guys I met but he's also one of the most entertaining people I've met in my life. Also, like the guy just, he, he doesn't stop talking. He doesn't stop dancing. Like you would think he was 13 the way he like carries himself, but he's a, he's a wizard. Uh, he works hard. Doesn't, doesn't call in for sick days. Like he's a, he's a, I mean, the, the word wordsmith is thrown around a lot, but I, I've seen Paul like study words, like have a list of words and just study words. And that's the reason why he's so good now. And the fact that he can like infuse his personality with his words, make it a thing. Um, there's a reason why he has one of the top radio shows in, in, in America. Like the, the guy is just, he, he's, he's amazing, man. I, awesome. I, I got so many things to say about him. I'll definitely, yes. I'll have to tell him you, uh, you said that. That's awesome. Thank you. Uh, Kyle, you got anything else? Yeah. Tell him to listen to the pod Tuesday nights yeah. for live stream. Yeah, yeah. Just tell him to check in. No, Honestly, uh, Gabe. Paul, Paul is a guy that if I told him, Paul would listen to it. And be like, he, he would have like Paul would listen to it. And we need have no we need some yeah we need some critiques. We need some game <laughs> game film uh, review and uh, critiques, right, Chad? No, no, Paul's at the uh, horse track. He calls horse races on on the weeknights, so he's busy. But I know, man, it's awesome. Hey, wow. Gabe, it is so good to see you, man. So good to see you thriving. I uh, being a Vikings fan, love that you're up in Minnesota. But the way you're doing it and carrying yourself up there, it is a great representation of the school. Uh, love having you on talking about liberty and uh, we'll have to do this again sometime appreciate yeah, it Gabe, show, tell uh tell everybody where they can uh follow you and uh give your you know give yourself a shameless plug here for yeah. the for the liberty fans uh you can follow me at gabe a henderson um and if you're following me you should follow at cow underscore the <laughs> uh, b- both of those guys do great work like, honestly, I know this kind of sounds cliche, but I remember a sea of red came out. Like, I really started hearing about it 
like my end of my sophomore junior year so like 2012 2013 and to see where you guys have like taken this thing man like it, it's it's exciting to see I, I feel like for for anybody who who wants to have a a career in this field like this is like what you guys are doing and what you guys have done is like next level man like you I think you're, you're, you're a testament of like, you know, believing in your dreams, like a, a little small school in Liberty FCS that's, you know, just trying to compete for tying for a big South championship. And the fact that you guys were, you know, telling stories and giving guys light, man, I'm, I'm like, I'm happy for the team, but you know, like, you know, with team success, everybody that's a part of that gets elevated also. So the fact that, you know, you guys are getting more views, more eyes, like I'm, I'm, I'm excited, man. You know, Kyle being, you know, former player, former coach, uh, coming on the show, I mean, it, that adds credibility to whatever you're doing. So anybody that has like inside knowledge adds credibility. So, man, like this, I, I, I love what you guys are doing, man. Keep it up. Thanks. We appreciate that. And uh, Kyle can't give too much insider or we'll get our hand slapped or a text or something <laughs> like that the next day. So we got to kind of got to walk that line. But hey, man, awesome. Yeah. Uh, ne- listen, we next time uh, we have you on, I want to show some highlights of the coastal game that'll live in infamy. Ooh. Loved that game. That was incredible performance. One That's of the great best, idea. One of the best slot receiver performances in Liberty history, uh, in, in my opinion. So we'll have to get that and pull out the old tape. I don't know. Have to blow some dust off of it wherever we can find it. Make Gabe sure Henderson and Mike, you know, Gabe Henderson and Mike Brown, Chad, they're basically on the same level <laughs> because they both played quarterback and receiver at Liberty. So you can really, uh, both you know, number you 10 really, too, right? You could really throw them, you know, just at, at the same, at the same level, right? Gabe, isn't that the same, <laughs> isn't that the same thing? Man, uh, two, two different spectrums. Same, same number, two different spectrums. Mike, Mike, Pause. Mike, I mean, Mike's one of your best friends too, Kyle. Just a great person, yeah. but yeah. Uh, just we awesome just going back to that St. Francis game, Kyle's senior year when he uh, hit the sideline and scored a touchdown. I'll never forget that moment. <laughs> All right, we're done with the we're done with the we're we're just we're going too far here. Cut us off. Yeah, we're right. done. I don't, yeah, we're done. No, listen, I don't know if we'll ever be able to find that tape. I don't know. They, I don't know if that tape. No, exists. yeah, I don't think it doesn't. It doesn't. We had video. It was on video. Uh, VHS. VCR, VHS. Yeah, I don't even remember what it's called. See. Awesome, Gabe. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate Thanks, Gabe. Appreciate you. Wow. So, so this is my third outfit of the show. If you can't, if you, if you're keeping track at home and in the comments, uh, but that was so cool, man. Gabe is a great uh, representation of Liberty. Uh, he was a baller too. And uh, in his little intro graphic, I included a graphic of him against coastal Carolina. Um, Nick, I, I, this might be a last minute request. You might not be able to get this by the end of the show, but look up Gabe Henderson's stats against Coastal Carolina in the game that we beat them, I believe, at Coastal Carolina. Uh, if I had to give you a year, I couldn't. So good luck. <laughs> Gabe Henderson, Coastal Carolina. See if you can come up with those stats. All right, uh, Jason, a couple of things to get to real quick. And that is first is um, have you read up on Hugh Freeze's uh, contract extension? Uh, do you know about it? Any, 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 how does that? You know, how does that apply to a Liberty fan who's basically like, oh, Free's got an extension? Yeah, I think it's a it's a huge endorsement. I think there's, uh, you know, in theory, it should put some uh, put some angst and some uh, some calm back in most of our hearts. And, 
in regards to that. But, man, at the same time, we know college football is what it is. Uh, but, uh, but I do think the extension is well-timed as far as that goes. And uh, he's there's there's no doubt. I mean, his, his that's the thing about coaching, right? Your resume is on display uh, every single day of the uh, day of the season, but I think it's a fantastic opportunity to, to again, just kind of showcase him. And, and um, I, I think it uh, allows us to breathe a little bit better knowing that um, he's, uh, he's, he's been extended for the work he's done. The stats. Wow. That was quick. Gabe Henderson versus coastal averse at coastal Carolina uh, in 15, 14 win on 11, 10 receptions, 114 yards. When, uh, 10 receptions in the slot receiver, uh, he incredible, uh, man, I always loved, I loved having him and, and just seeing what he's doing. The Vikings is really yeah. cool too. Yeah. Uh, to comment on, on the contract extension, look, we're team Liberty football. We don't want to cause any distractions with silly season at this point in the season. Uh, it was great to see. I know, uh, coach commented on it Monday that, that, uh, Ian always approaches him. He never has to go. Uh, talk to Ian for these types of things. So that makes me feel good that Ian is uh, doing the work ahead of time and, and getting all the approvals he needs and putting together all of his uh, supporting documentation, I would say. Uh, so that's always good to see that Ian's in front of things. As far as silly season and, and Auburn goes, look, I, I don't have a, uh, I don't have it one way or the other. I don't know if Auburn is interested. I don't know if Coach Freeze is interested. All I know is what what he's saying, and I believe him. I believe him 100% that he is happy here. His family's happy here. He's got a great situation here. I also believe that uh, if he goes to uh, – gets a chance – look, look, you don't get to the level he is and be the, the type of coach he is without that burning desire to have success at the, the highest level, the ultimate success. And what I mean by that is a national championship. Look. If Auburn comes calling and he feels that they are a place he can get a national championship, then, uh, you know, if it was me, as much as I love Liberty, I, I'm competitive. I want to go go try that. So, um, you know, never, never say never with these kind of things. Uh, and I'm not going to try to guess which way anybody's leaning because, because I don't even, th don't even think they know, honestly. I don't even think until the offer's on the table, until you see like numbers, until you see all that kind of thing, it's like, well, you can't really weigh the pros and cons right now because you don't know them. So uh, it's, it's, hard, it's, hard, it's hard to keep enough. So that's kind of why we're just, a, you know, we'll comment on it just because it is, a you know, and, and I saw that a sea of red and, and John pretty much has to do that kind of thing because whenever he was the top odds, odds on favorite, and he still is to go to uh, Auburn, that's a news story. You know, it's not it's not giving our opinion. It's not giving John's opinion on what Hugh will, Hugh will do or should do or could do. It is, hey, here are the facts. The facts are Auburn fired their coach. Hugh Freeze is the leading candidate to go there. And uh, so that's so that's all you can point. Other than that, it's beat the Razorbacks uh, on Saturday and uh, see where the chips fall whenever, whenever, if an offer ever is made. So, all right, with that, yeah. talk, go ahead. You got a comment? No, I was just going to say, I do think it helps a little bit having uh, him having been there, done that, if you will. You know, he's he's been at that SEC level and had a chance to experience what that's like. It's not kind of the curiosity necessarily. So I think there's some validity in, in having, having been there and done that. And uh, so hopefully he's with us for a long time. All right. <clears throat> with CC talk, Let's bring in the SEC football expert. 
uh, you know, he's, he went to Mississippi State. He lives in Tuscaloosa. He has a, a, a radio show down there, the Stingray Show. He's been doing this for a long time. Uh, I consider him a good friend, and uh, he's always messaged me kind things about our show and uh, vice versa. We try to tune in when we can down there. Um, and uh, just a great guy and SEC football expert. He's going to help us preview Arkansas and just what is going on around the SEC. This is our first, this is our one and only week uh, to kind of dive into the SEC as, as Liberty fans and figure out what's going on down there. I'm sure he's got some, got some updates for us. So with that, let's bring in uh, Stephen Stingray Ray. There he is, looking good as always, Mr. Stingray. How you doing, buddy? Good. How about you, sir? I'm doing good. Hey, I I just want we just got done talking about Hugh Freeze's contract extension and what it means if Auburn opens up and all that kind of stuff and and he how he's the leading candidate there. I am sure you have some takes on that. Uh, you texted me a little worried. You got me a little worried the other day uh about it so what is what are, what are your thoughts would he be a good fit there and do you think that uh auburn is a place that he could go and win a national championship in four or five years i do but i think it's better served that he stayed there at liberty because i mean look at what he's doing there with liberty and you guys are desperately or i shouldn't say desperately but you guys are joining the conference usa next year if i were coach freeze at five million a year i would stay right there in liberty because he is loved right there in uh lynchburg he loves that area you know, I, I would really, really be surprised if he did leave. Well, uh, I'll send you your Venmo here in a little bit. The amazing uh, Jason, things that he has done for that football program. Uh, Stingray, uh, you broke up a little bit there, but I will send you your Venmo here in a little bit. Uh, that, that was a great, a great answer. Uh, Jason, what do you got? Yeah, Stingray, now I know why we have you on, brother. Thanks for the endorsement. That means a lot to us up here. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I think uh, that's just as we were teasing. I don't know if, if you heard us talking about it before you came on, but I think uh, anytime you get a contract extension during the season, man, it, it, it does kind of settle the waters. At least it feels like it should. Uh, and I'm not sure what you uh, maybe back, back tweeted uh, um, uh, Chad there that had him nervous, but I do think all the things that you've said, the success that he's had, he's well-loved around here. Um, you know, the, the Flames Club luncheons and the things that we get to attend uh, – He's certainly talking the talk and walking the walk here and, and uh, really, really well loved. And, and I think on the on the recruiting side of things, too, he's taken it to a different level than anything that we've in, that we've experienced in in some time, too. So I think he's bringing some of that uh, former SEC mentality here to campus and we're we're reaping the benefits of it. You know, and I would also say this, too. I really feel like Liberty can now compete with anybody just simply because of the transfer portal. So, I mean, and, and look at Brian Harson down at Auburn. He didn't do well, and in two years, he is out. Why would anybody want that pressure on them, especially if they are up there at Liberty and Loved where they are? I mean, that's... Oh, I 
It's just yeah. my thinking, man. Yeah, no, you're you're not wrong there. That's how we all kind of think. But at the same time, silly season, anything can happen. We we don't know what's going to happen, but we're we're uh, big Hugh Free fans over here. All right, so let's talk about this situation a little bit more, and then we'll move on to the game Saturday. And that is John Cohen, the new athletic director, is a Mississippi State former. It just came from Mississippi State. Uh, your alma mater. Uh, so. I just did a little bit of research and the egg bowl is not, they, they don't really love each other. Uh, right. So, so to speak. And I know that when freeze and Cohen were there, it was pretty heated. Um, was there anything that maybe crossed the line to like the point of no return where Cohen has basically put freeze on a blacklist and would never hire him back? Or is it kind of one of those things just like, ah, eh, we were just at form. We were just at rival schools, but we could definitely work together. Yeah, I, I think I think it was that they were just at rival schools. But honestly, though, I think Auburn is really going to go after Lane Kiffin, in my opinion, because he, you know, had a couple years with Coach Saban and Alabama, and he knows the ins and outs. And look, all Auburn wants to do right now is beat Alabama. That's that's all that they've got on their mind is if we beat Alabama then we can do X, Y, and Z. They're not worried about, you know, building to a national championship. They just want a team that can beat Alabama year in and year out. And the closest that they got to that was Gus Malzahn beating them once every four years, and they ran him off. So, I mean, and plus, let me just want to say this. Yes, Lane is a good coach, Lane Kiffin, but has he proven that they can beat Alabama, not so far. And last year's game was a disaster for Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss. There's only been one game between Alabama and a Lane Kiffin team that was even competitive, and that was back when he was at Tennessee. That's why I think Lane Kiffin would be a bad fit at Auburn because I don't think he has shown enough that he can compete you're in and you're out with Coach Saban. All right. I got a couple more comments here. Sorry, Jason. The first is uh, there was a comment that I loved. It said that basically Stingray, if, if there's anyone in the transfer portal, it needs to be Stingray. Stingray <laughs> and LU is the perfect fit. So come on yes. over. I know you got the gear. Uh, our, our fans love having you on and uh, and hear, hearing you. So uh, appreciate that. Thank Another you. thing, I just want to open it up to you right now and just say, hey, what's going on in the SEC what are the storylines? It feels like that. It feels like that we are. I mean, we saw the college football playoff today, and Alabama's in the top, in the top six. There, it feels like I don't know that Alabama is always ushered in. Is it the same feeling across uh, Tuscaloosa down there? And and uh, what is what is your take on just overall SEC? I'm open up the floor. What do you got? Well, this weekend the marquee matchup is actually going to be in the SEC East. It's going to be Tennessee and Georgia, and big news broke. I think it was either yesterday or today. Nolan Smith will not play on Saturday, the edge rusher for Georgia. So that's going to be that up-tempo, let's-go, fast-paced NASCAR uh, offense that Tennessee has. That's really going to dictate, I think, a lot of what happens on Saturday. And because of the Nolan Smith injury, I'm actually going Tennessee in that matchup. 
Wow. Wow. Go ahead, Jason. Yeah, I was just uh, I was going to go ahead and transition a little bit if I can for the Stingray to our game coming up here Saturday um, in Fayetteville. And uh, one of the stat lines that kind of jumps off the page to me here uh, looking at this is just the points per game average. And it uh, looks like Arkansas has been about 34 points per game. We've been about 31 points per game. So it should be offensively, it should be an interesting shootout. But just wondering, uh, as an expert, with your with your eyes on, on the game coming up, I know you're studying a lot of things, but what kind of things are you anxious about seeing on Saturday with uh, Liberty at Arkansas? Man, I'm not going to be very popular right here, uh, but – Whenever and whenever a non-power five team comes in to play the SEC, the big bad SEC, not only do you have to play the football team, but you also have to play the officials. Ask any other non-power five school that comes into the SEC how rigged the officiating is. And that is going to be a major issue, I'm afraid, for Liberty on Saturday. You saw it last year when they went to Oxford. There were a lot of calls in that game where even the Ole Miss media were like, eh, we got a break there. And I'm telling you guys, that is going to be the key on Saturday for Liberty. The margin of error is like that, not only because you're playing the SEC, but you're also playing the 12th man, which is the officials. Wow. Wow. I had some rants on officials before, but never one quite like that. That was pretty good. I, you're, And you know what? I'll be looking for it. I don't typically watch the officials uh, that much, but when, when, when you're giving me the heads up like that, I will be paying attention and we'll, we'll chart the 50, 50 calls and uh, see, see how, see how they lean. Um, so <clears throat> with, with, with freeze and company coming to town, I know you were at the old miss game last year. Uh, you're going to Mississippi State, I believe, this weekend to work that game. Yes. You're, you're just all over the SEC. But tell me one thing about uh, what is it when Freeze goes back into SEC country and gets among all those fan bases? What is what is it that that they kind of uh, say about his teams? I mean, when, what do they, what do they think? Do they think that he can win with win the with our our current players? Uh, or is it just like, hey, you know, he did had a couple of year, good years at Ole Miss. Like here at Liberty, we think he's a top five coach in oh, the yeah, country. Definitely. Uh, but, so, you know, ultimately, though, for whatever reason, and we all know how people can be a-holes, everybody still wants to talk about the issue of what happened off the field at Ole Miss. And I'm just like, guys, give it up. That was so far ago let it go. But the, every SEC fan wants to bring that back up. And I absolutely hate that about the SEC, that every time you bring up Coach Freeze, that's all that they say. It's just uh, it infuriates me. Well, uh, that we you slipped one past, slipped one past there, but it's okay. We're a live stream YouTube podcast, and you did I'm kind sorry. of bleep it out. No, we got plenty of ki- children watching the show, so we try to keep it G rated. But you did, you did uh, kind of censor it for us there, so we appreciate that. Uh, Jason, go ahead. You got any other questions about Arkansas, the Arkansas game? 
Yeah, I was just uh, going over their schedule. We talked about in our previous segment, Stingray, just about the strength of schedule that uh, that Arkansas's got. I mean, it's just brutal. And uh, oh, yeah. going down through this, you know, I mean, seeing 23 A&M, number two Alabama, number 23 Mississippi State, we can go all the way down through. Just talk about what it's like day in and day out, or I should say week in and week out to be, no matter whether you're on the east side or the west side of the conference, uh, it's just a, it, it's a battle every week for these guys. Well, I got to tell you, man, once again, and you look, look, everybody's going to say Stingray is really hyped up about the, you know, the officials and the SEC conference, but look at the schedule and how they do it for Georgia and Alabama versus some of those smaller teams in the SEC. It is absolutely brutal how bad the schedule is for the Arkansas's the South Carolinas, and the Kentuckys based off of the cupcake games in Tennessee and LSU and Florida gets. So I'm, I don't know. I'm not a fan of the SEC office. Just let me put it that way. I think there is a lot of stuff that goes on that really, really takes all the fun and pushes the matchup of Alabama versus Georgia, Alabama versus Tennessee every single year, and the rest of the teams just be happy that you're in a conference. I think that is wrong, and I think that it should be a level playing field across the board. And, hey, if you want to have upsets, have upsets, because that's how teams continue to build and get momentum is because they upset teams they get better players, they win in recruiting, that helps everybody, okay? Don't just push two teams to the top of the mountain like the SEC does every single year with Alabama, Georgia, and this year it could be Tennessee. Hey, man, uh, Stingray, awesome stuff as always. You are the man. Our, our comments and everything just kind of blow up here whenever whenever Stingray comes to town and, and jumps on the podcast. So we always appreciate that. Uh, have fun at Mississippi State this weekend, and uh, really appreciate all you do. And, uh, you know, you've got me a little bit leery about the SEC right now. And you know what? Right. That almost that almost sounded like one of your uh, retro Mississippi State rants there for a little bit. Uh, but I, I loved every second of it, and I appreciate all you're doing. And, uh, hey, good luck with the show. We'll be tuning in. You, you got anything else for us? Uh, yes. As a matter of fact, can I do a rant for you guys? Boy, keep it G-rated. Yes, sir, you can. Of course, of course. Hey, Arkansas, Saturday, Coach Freeze and Liberty returns to Fayetteville. I just have one question to ask for everybody involved with the Arkansas Razorbacks. What you going to do, brother? What you going to do when the Flames and Liberty and Coach Freeze run wild on you? Go Flames, rise with us. Oh, man, that is my new ringtone. That's my – I loved it. That's a walk-off. Congratulations. Thank you, Stingray. And, and I uh, do want to apologize for what I said earlier. I apologize oh, about that. Hey, hey, no, 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 we're not holding that against you. Congre uh, thanks so much for joining us tonight, and uh, we'll have you on uh, hopefully again this season sometime, but we'll be in touch, and uh, good luck this Saturday hey. on Mississippi State. Thank you, man. All right, let's get that Liberty line.
we got with us live tonight, uh, Mr. Richie Longshots. Things went, have started to like go sideways. By the way, uh, wanted to say thanks to uh, Mr. Porter. Thank you, Jason, for joining us tonight. Uh, man, Stingray is awesome. That was such a cool rant. I, I, we gotta, we're gonna clip that. I'm gonna stay up till like midnight tonight, clipping that thing up just to have that little bit of audio video there. Uh, you got a lot to live up to. And I want to ask you, I asked Brendan this before you give us your picks. I asked Brendan this. Uh, he and he enjoyed a nice bye week. I was wondering how you uh, enjoyed your bye week. And are you coming to us uh, a, a renewed a renewed man with a, a re renewed spirit? Well, Chad, I was suspended. So I didn't really have anything to do during the bye week. Uh, so it was relaxing. The same way we all got to enjoy a college football Saturday without Liberty. I got to enjoy the week without uh you know jumping in the pod i was given the opportunity to uh get behind the keyboard and blog a little bit richie blog shots uh in the mix first week not great second week heard we did a little bit better uh so that was great um i will say the fact that i have to follow up stingray i can't do it i just can't do it the guy's a goat the go when i saw that he was on the podcast i sent a screenshot and sent it to all my friends and i said I'm on the same podcast as Stingray Steve. Like, what is happening right now? More this, more than anything else, has been the craziest part of it all. Is that yes. I'm following up who, who? Hey, Stingray, Stingray, Stingray. What's up, dude? Stingray, uh, I, you know what? When I, I first got, like, big time into college football right when uh, Mississippi State had that big year with Dak, and you were at the forefront of everything. And, uh, you know, every time I, I think about, you know, what makes college football college football, I think of passionate fans, and I, I think of you. And, you know, breaking the Richie Longshot's character behind the, you know, behind the oh, fourth yeah. wall, just you're the man, and what you do for the sport is all. And I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a kid from the north. I'm from Jersey, so – so you know, there, there's not many people you know around here that are like that for Rutgers. So yes, it's uh, it's great to to experience that. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. All right, let's get to some picks. This is what Richie Longshots has brought into the show for. He he brings us his his picks against the spread. Uh, tell us first of all, update us on your record, and uh, tell us a little bit about what you got going on, and uh, and then give us your picks for this week that we can yeah, see so on the screen. This looks great. We're two months. We're two months into the year. September, October, twenty-one and twenty-four. It's not bad. It's not bad. There's worse. If you looked at the people on game day, if you looked at the people on barstool, I'm a little bit better than some of them. Um, and we flirted with five hundred. We got to first base with five hundred. I tried to steal second base with five hundred, and I got thrown out. But we still have November. We still have December. We have all the bowl games, Army-Navy, conference championships, the whole kit and caboodle, a lot of opportunity for us to get to 500 by the end of the year. Last week, two and three, and that's on me. I was on my, I was on my suspension. I was on the sussy. I, I, my head wasn't in the game. I took the NC State-Virginia Tech game. I take NC State. I give it out in the blog. Right away, someone DMs me. You know NC State's quarterback is hurt, right? No, I didn't have a clue. So that's on me. Hawaii, the, the, the midnight game last week, I took the first quarter over because I didn't want to stay up for anything past the first quarter. I, I didn't do any research. 
bad picks. Not the case this week. We're putting the time in, and I feel really good about where we're at uh, heading into the first weekend of November. 21-24. Yeah, our, 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 listeners, so our listeners deserve that. Our listeners deserve yeah. you at your best. So what do you got? So to kick things off, uh, I would love nothing more than to give out Maxim picks this week. But I did not have time to jump in. Week one of Maxim. I didn't do any research, Richie Long. Put that on my gravestone. Richie Long shots, 1990 to whenever. I didn't do any research. Um, I would love to give out a Maxim pick this week, but this is not the week to jump into Maxim. Everyone's going to be in on it. You're going to see the tweets. You're going you're gonna to see everything on TikTok. Wait a week. Next week is when you want to jump into Maxim. Let everything settle because it, 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 you don't want to rush it. So. Because of that, we're jumping in Friday night. UMass, UConn, the Turtle Bowl. For those who know, if you know, you know. Going into the season, you would say these are some of the worst two teams in college football. UConn just beat BC, and they are on the cusp of being bowl eligible. They have four wins. Good shot at five right now. They're minus 15 and a half. This game is home. It is a Friday night. A what do you have to do in stores, Connecticut, on a Friday night? Nothing. That stadium is going to be rocking. I don't know how many people it holds. Um, this is their Super Bowl. This is their game. It is a northeastern rivalry. Win this game, and they're going to have a decent shot at being bowl eligible. They just beat BC by ten. Are you telling me that Matt UMass? Is a seven-point difference from that? Absolutely not. I think UMass wins this game 35-3, to 35-7. Uh, I wouldn't touch the over-under. Uh, shout out to producer Nick for having it in there. Next game up. I did not put any uh, noon games on Saturday because this Saturday is Breeders' Cup Saturday. So Breeders' Cup Saturday is basically what the Kentucky Derby is for horse racing fans. Like, everyone is all in on the Kentucky Derby. It's great. It's fine. It's fun. But Breeders' Cup Saturday is the day where the best horses are racing. It's the Super Bowl of horse racing. The best horses in the in the country, in the world, are pointing towards this race. And uh, races kick off around 150. So, to me, I'm going to be in Breeders' Cup mode to start things off uh, Saturday early in the day. To be honest, until like two days ago, I thought the, U, the Liberty Arkansas game was at noon. So this throws my whole Saturday just mixing it up. But we're ready to go. So no early games because of the Breeders' Cup. But I have to, have to be in on the Tennessee-Georgia game. And uh, line Georgia minus eight. It opened 11 and a half. Money's coming in on Tennessee. Tennessee, number one college football playoff team. I, I don't ever imagine any situation where we're going to have the number one team in the college football playoff catching eight points. Like, that is crazy. Over under 66. Georgia's got an incredible defense. I know Jalen Smith, right, is out. That's his name. Didn't do any research. And Tennessee, this is going to be the toughest game they play away from Ted. They, they, they caught Ober or they caught Bama at home. They have not really had to go on the road for, uh, you know, uh, a, a crazy game. 
Yes, they have a great offense. 66 a lot is a lot of points. It's a lot of points for a team like Georgia that has an incredible defense and an average offense. So I don't see this game getting to 66. So my pick for this game is the under. I envision something. I think Georgia wins this game. I don't know if they cover. 30-24, you have a touchdown to play with even at that point. Brings us into our marquee game. I do not love that this is on the SEC network, but such is life. By the way, by the way, he's taking UConn minus 15 and a half. He said UMass, he meant UConn. Sorry. Yeah, I meant UConn. That's all me. Sorry. The U, the UMass, UConn, it, it, it gets confusing. So, Liberty, Arkansas. I'm done betting Liberty for them or against them. I'm sticking with Liberty over-unders the rest of the season because it's like when I strolled into Old Testament, I'm like, I don't, I know some of these names. I know, I don't know some of these other names. I'm just winging it. So I'm done. I'm done. If you took away the, my Liberty games, I'd be above 500. I legitimately would be like 21 and 18 because I can't pick a Liberty game to save my life. So I've retired. I'm on to Liberty over-unders. And I think that this is one of the better defenses we're going to face this year. I think this is going to be one of the better defenses that Arkansas faces this year. So I think this game, it's not pretty. I'm giving you another under. No one likes betting unders. I will be the first no. person to admit it. It's, it's not fun. But when I'm three games under 500, you got to throw fun out the window. And you got to right the ship. You got to find what you think is going to be a winner. And I don't think that – I don't think this Liberty team could score 63 against any SEC team, maybe Vandy and anything like that. All right, we're not even going to waste time talking about your next pick because I agree so much with Will Matthews here. Boise, Boise State is like the LUPD after curfew. We don't care and we don't like you. Go away. So go on to your next pick. I see you got Boise minus seven and a half. Unless you have some great rationale, we don't care. We don't like them. No, I think Boise State's good at home and BYU is giving up. Real quick, I just want to go back to the Liberty game. If you're a big parlay person, and I'm not a major parlay person, I think next year we're going to possibly incorporate some uh, parlay bets, some teasers. We're going to really expand the Liberty line, assuming we can get the contract situation figured out. Um, Bluefield's about call. Boise State is very good at home. Bill, I'm sorry. The money is where it's at. Um, the bet, and, and shout out to a friend of the program, Mike, Liberty Moneyline and the under is like plus 600. That's a great bet. If Liberty wins this game, it's not going to be in a shootout. I don't think anyone out there is going, yeah, we're going to we're going to have a shootout with Arkansas and we are going to beat KJ Jefferson 45 to 42. I don't know anyone who, who, who thinks that. If Liberty wins this game, the under's going to come up. It's because the defense showed up similar to BYU. So if, if you are going to parlay a little same-game parlay, I like that spot of Liberty money line under 63. So I think if you're someone – if you're going to bet Liberty money line, throw the under in there as well because there's going to be value in that going forward. Last but not least, Texas. 
at Kansas State. Manhattan, Kansas is one of the most underrated, toughest places to play in college football. Texas is bad away. Sark is bad away. He's been bad away everywhere he's been. Kansas at home, they're going to run the ball. Deuce Vaughn is one of the best running backs in football. I've said it again and again. They just blew the doors off of Oklahoma State, who was a top 15 team. Texas coming on the road. Kansas State, that place is going to be bonkers. I think Kansas State wins outright. I will take the two and a half points. Feed it to me. I will take it. And and, and I think that is a great uh, way to end the game, end the week with uh, K-State plus two and a half. Yeah, you got me betting against my heart there because I initially thought, man, Kansas is going to rebound. and Kansas. I mean, Texas is going to rebound. Kansas State's just coming off a huge win. But uh, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> this is the this is the line here. Uh, last but not least, question for you is, yeah, uh, what what are your travel arrangements for the rest of the season? Are, are you? I know you. I know you made the weight game. Do you have any plans to be at any other games? I know you had talked about UConn. What you got going on? So I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. I thought Virginia Tech was Thanksgiving weekend. So I thought it was Thanksgiving, Black Friday, which is Team USA, World Cup's coming up, USA against England, Black Friday. I thought Virginia Tech was Thanksgiving Saturday. Turns out I was wrong. So I was going to go to UConn uh, next weekend until I realized that Va Tech and the Southern Miss uh, Liberty basketball game was that weekend. So I canceled the UConn plans, and I said, I'm coming down. I'm coming down to Virginia Tech. This is, uh, I think, the second home game I've been to since I graduated in 2013. Went to homecoming 2016. Looking to the wife. She's looking at me like I have six heads. Uh, I think I was at homecoming 2016. It was the last Liberty home game I was at. And I'm coming down for Virginia Tech. I'm going to be at the new Liberty Arena for Southern Miss. I'm going to be with Chad. Uh, we're going to Chili's after the game. <laughs> okay. Open invite to the open, open invite. invite. To, yeah. open All right. You're listening and you're about that life. We are going to be at Chili's. The tailgate, uh, Saturday morning. Uh, can't wait to to get out and meet so many uh, amazing Liberty fans, supporters of a sea of red, um, and just enjoy the game. Hopefully have some nice weather. Enjoy the Virginia Tech game. Uh, making the trip down, like I said, Friday morning, coming down with my dad. I don't think my dad – the last Liberty game my dad was at is my – I hope this isn't bad juju. He was at the Stony Brook – Oh, winning your in game. Nice. Well, we appreciate all you're doing, man. Keep it up. And uh, looks like you came back with a uh, looks like you came back with a full eyes and a clear heart or clear eyes and a full heart, whatever that is. And uh, yep. yep. So- sounds good, man. Hey, uh, Nick, let me let me get it here for a second um, as we send, send Richie to, uh, to the night. And um, I just wanted to say, first of all, you guys can't see what I can see. And I just saw producer Nick go crazy in the background. It looks like somebody hit a home run in the World Series. I don't know who it was, but somebody hit a home run in the World Series. It looked like a pretty big home run, too. Uh, first of all, Nick, thanks for all you do producing this show. Cannot wait for you guys' basketball um, show to start here in a couple of weeks. 
Uh, really looking forward to that. You guys do phenomenal work. That's you and Will Matthews, a.k.a. DLW. Looking forward to that. Um, if you guys did not know, uh, Nick Kirby is the producer, and he is also Vines Palm, who runs the uh, runs the show. That was a Kyle Schwarber home run that uh, I saw the reaction to. And then lastly, I just want to say how huge of a week uh, that Liberty just had with a top 25, Malik getting a start, uh, you know, Hugh Freeze contract extension, beating BYU. Those four things are incredible. It was a monumental week. It's a, it's a, one of those things that like we'll put a marker in the ground on this week and have that to look back on uh, forever. Basically, when I, whenever you're talking about the history of the program and, and where were you when uh, we beat BYU, Malik, top 25, and Hugh Freeze signed his extension. It was just a, phenomenal week we've been riding the wave um you know and that that's the one thing that i love about flames nation is uh we are riding these waves and uh continue to be positive but i know and that in in the moments of trial whenever these things come crashing down sometimes that uh we're still right there loving our loving our flames so thank you to all of you who uh connect with us and are a part of this community and uh, a shout out John Manson um, and a sea of red for giving us this platform and all he does to cover the teams and uh, Phillies equals Boise state. Oh man, we just don't like Boise state around here for whatever reason. We just can't stand Boise state. And I'm guessing we don't like the Phillies either with that. It's been a great week and uh, you guys, uh, we will talk to you again on Tuesday. Go flames. <laughs> Thank you.